0: and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. This episode is the second part of the six reasons why I feel Iceland is like so popular. If you would like to know the other reasons, check out episode number three, which was posted right before this episode. So that was last week. Okay, Let's just jump right in to the remaining reasons. Reason number four. Iceland is a connector between places, specifically between North America and the rest of Europe, which makes it pretty easily accessible for people coming from those places in order to travel to this beautiful country. Up until the 1980s, so this is kind of like a little background information about travelers to Iceland, so up until the, the 1980s, the number of tourists to Iceland did not exceed 80,000 people in a single year. In fact, the travels of Icelandic people usually exceeded the number of tourists back then, which goes to show you that Icelandic people, you know, they, they like to travel, which is awesome. Because of Iceland's geographical location, it is a perfect spot for planes to stop and refuel or to have an area where they can let their passengers connect to another flight. Most people were usually on their way to other places in Europe or beyond, and they weren't thinking very much about when they stopped in Iceland to actually leave the airport. This is pretty interesting. It wasn't until the 2000s that the number of tourists began to increase. It was in the early 2000s that Iceland reached around 300,000 foreign visitors, which is almost the same number of people that live on the island. And by 2016, that number had sharply risen to almost 1.8 foreign visitors. In the show notes, which you can find on the From Foreign to Familiar blog, I have a chart and a table showing you the number of foreign visitors and have they increased over the years. So just check that out if you're just curious about how drastic the change has been since basically in in the 1990s, 2000s, and of course today. Iceland is still a great place for planes to stop and refuel, of course, as a area where airlines can have connecting flights for their customers but now it is also a place where foreigners want to leave the airport and explore. And another reason coming up I do explain how going out and exploring Iceland has become something that is encouraged and it's actually pretty cool how that came about. But we're going to move on to reason number five first before we get to that one. Movies and shows filmed in Iceland have definitely helped to make this country a popular destination. The amount of movies and shows filmed here is pretty astonishing. I might be stretching it a bit, but I believe that most people that live in the Western world who actively go to the movie theater and or watch television have watched at least one of the films that I'm going to list. I'm not going to go too much into the shows in Iceland. I'm only going to name one because I'm kind of biased and that's one of the very few I watch. But it is Game of Thrones. So if you've watched that show or if you're a fan, there are scenes in there that were filmed in Iceland, which is pretty cool. And there are specific scenes that are filmed in Thingvitlir national park so if you ever plan on visiting iceland that's a pretty popular place to go it's part of the golden circle check it out i don't know if you can get to exactly where the shots were filmed but it is pretty cool to be able to walk in the same areas as some of your favorite game of thrones characters okay on to the list of films and if you haven't heard of any of these films you live under a rock and i'm surprised you're listening to this podcast just FYI. So Batman Begins, Die Another Day, Fast and Furious 8. And honestly, I have no idea why they keep making these movies, but good for them coming to Iceland and shooting some awesome scenes. Flags of Our Fathers, Interstellar, Judge Dredd, which I know so many people have nostalgia when they think about that movie, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. I love Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft, just putting that out there. Letters from Iwo Jima, Noah, Oblivion, Prometheus, Star Trek, Into the Darkness, for all you Trekkies out there, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which I think is an adorable movie, just FYI, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. This is in no way the full list of of movies that have been filmed in this country, mainly because there are a ton of Icelandic movies filmed, have been been filmed here, and maybe at this very moment being filmed. So I don't want to misrepresent this list. I'm just sharing with you movies that I feel you've probably come in contact with. And I know that I've had friends and family who either want to come visit or who've come to visit. And say, oh, I saw this movie and there's a really cool scene by the Glacier Lagoon in Iceland. I want to go to that Glacier Lagoon. So by far, it has made an impact on people to just see movies and know they've been filmed in Iceland to encourage them to go to those same attractions. All right. The final reason, at least one of my final reasons for why Iceland is so popular, is marketing. And this is a very deliberate thing that's happening in the country. The promotion of Iceland as a destination has been infused with creativity, humor, and a lot of strategic planning. According to the Promote Iceland Act, and yes, there is an actual act for this, the objective of the act is to strengthen Iceland's image and reputation, enhance the competitive position of the Icelandic undertakings on foreign markets, and to attract foreign investment and tourists to the country. While that is a boring statement, how the country has gone about creating ways of attracting investments and visitors is far from a snore fest. Inspired by Iceland is the official marketing arm for the country as a destination. They developed their building blocks for marketing, and that serves as kind of like their guiding light for how they present the country to the world. I've linked to the PDF of their building blocks in the show notes and feel free to check that out. You'll see that in the first line of the list of what they like to keep in mind when they are promoting the country is that Iceland is not for everyone. I just like to stop and think about that sometimes because I actually work in marketing and tourism. And it's so true. Iceland really is not for everyone and that is okay. The problem is, is that so many countries want to market to everyone, but when they do that, it can be so easy for them to lose focus on what they represent, as well as who their target audience is. Because Inspired by Iceland seems to accept the fact the country is not not for everyone, they, I believe, are more going to focus on their core target audience. These people, like myself, maybe like you and many others, fall in love with the country and become super fans, or essentially in marketing we call it brand advocates. They spread the word about how amazing the country is and why it is worth it to visit and or live here. The content that Inspired by Iceland produces is always fun, educational, and features Iceland's stunning nature. This trifecta I think works really well for them, and I always enjoy watching their videos or looking at the material that they put out. You can check out a funny video that I link in the show notes that they recently produced called The Hardest Karaoke Song in the World. It has over two million views on YouTube, which is pretty awesome. It attempts to teach visitors Icelandic language, and it showcases the seven spectacular regions of the country. Another successful marketing initiative done by a private company in Iceland is Iceland Air's My Stopover. The airline, Ascent Iceland Air, allows for passengers to stop over in Iceland for up to seven nights at no additional charge. Before I go in any further, I just want to say I am not sponsored by. By government, by Ice and Air, or any company that you hear in this episode. If I'm ever sponsored by anything, I will definitely be upfront and transparent about it. But I just want to let you know that anything I'm sharing is of my just wanting uh, to give you information that you might find useful. An example of the Ice and Air My Stopover option is that a person who is flying from, let's say, New York to Paris on an Iceland air flight, of course, can stop over in Iceland for up to seven nights before continuing on to a destination, which happens to be Paris in this situation. If you have a round-trip ticket, you can stop over for up to seven nights on your way to Paris and another seven nights on your way back to New York. Again, for no additional charge. I think this is a genius plan, as well as it doesn't have to be for a full seven nights. You can stop for two, three, five, seven. I mean, you can look on the website. I have links to it in the show notes in order to see everything in particular. But I also have a screenshot of what the New York to Paris example looks like if you were booking on the Iceland Air website. And the thing is, Iceland Air is planning to stop in Iceland anyway. So, taking advantage of being able to get off the plane, check out Iceland for a few days, up to seven if you like, at no additional charge for your airfare, is pretty cool. I know people who've used it, and I've used it at times, particularly before I lived here, and it's been really nice to be able to have that option. Of course, Iceland Air isn't necessarily the cheapest Airline, And I think that gap in the industry, the airline industry here, has been filled by a budget airline that came to be in 2011 called Wow Air. It was founded by Schoolie Mogensen, and their fares have made Iceland even more accessible to travelers. There is, of course, no in-flight entertainment. So if you're a person that likes to be entertained, too bad, you're not going to have anyone um, giving you a television or access to much of anything, have to bring a book or take a nap, whatever, you know, you can do to keep yourself busy uh, because you will pay for pretty much anything on this flight except for oxygen. So don't even expect to get water for free, even though Iceland is one of the places with the most abundant amount of water, clean, delicious water. But wild air does not give that for free. So FYI, you've been warned. But if you're on a budget and you can find an inexpensive flight uh, for Wild air, which a lot of times you can, particularly if you're not bringing any checked bags, then Iceland is a place. you know, if you're coming from North America or going somewhere in Europe, vice versa. Then you can get some great airfare prices. And I think that it's great to have that option for many people who are budget travelers and that just want to see different parts of the world. And of course, along with marketing from big companies like that, there are also tourist companies, famous photographers, and influencers that are reaching millions of people on social media, blogs, and tourism sites that are helping to make Iceland even more popular. As you can tell by now, Iceland is a pretty, it's a small country, but it has a big personality. I would love to hear your thoughts on the six reasons that I've shared in the last two episodes. If I've missed anything, please let me know. If you have other information you want to share, uh, just adding on to what I've shared, I'd love to hear it. Now we're going to move on to the next section of the show, which is the random fact about Iceland. So, this random fact is that there is not a McDonald's restaurant here. There used to be three of them, these franchise locations, but they closed in 2009 because of the financial crisis in the country. It became too expensive to buy the required imported goods from Germany to make Big Macs the Mickey D way. The former owner of these three franchised McDonald's was quoted in a story, and I have a link to this from BBC, saying that due to the weak Kroner, buying a kilo of onions from Germany, and I'm assuming that in Germany that was the closest, maybe certified McDonald's onion or food provider costs just as much to buy a good bottle of whiskey. Now, depending on where you live, buying a good bottle of whiskey might not sound like it will cost a lot of money, but in Iceland, alcohol is heavily taxed, and it is taxed according to the alcohol content. So a good bottle of whiskey is a good chunk of change in this country, and it should never cost anywhere near a kilo of onions. However, Just because there's no uh, McDonald's here, they decided to, I guess, maybe never come back. There are other fast food chains like KFC, Taco Bell, Subway, TGI Fridays, and so on. I've been to, I think, TGI Fridays, maybe Subway. Nothing to talk about. They're just expensive versions of the ones you can get in other countries. Just FYI, stick to the Icelandic stuff. You'll probably be better off. All right. The last segment of the show is the Icelandic word of the week. And since we talked about movies, I thought it'd be cool to share with you the Icelandic word for movie, which is Biomend. The last part of the word is mend, which means picture or image. And the first part is bio, which is cinema. So the full word is Biomend. Now you know the Icelandic word for movie. If you have enjoyed this episode of All Things Iceland, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an update. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or any other platform that allows reviews, please leave a review. It provides helpful feedback for me, and I'd love to hear what you think of the show. Okay, gott folk. Tjau om